Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, I'm George O'Brien. Great to have you with us today. We have a terrific show for you. I can't wait to get to it. But before we do, we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF Equal Housing Lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back, and as promised, we have a great show for you today. We are going to spend today's show at Six Flags New England. Well, not really, but uh, our guest today, Jennifer McGrath, she is the communications manager for Six Flags. She's going to take us there in some respects. Uh, We're going to talk about the park. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, this region's tourism sector and what the last couple of years have been like for the players in that sector and, and all those things. Jennifer, great to have you with us today. Pleasure. Thank you so much, George, for letting me be on. And I can't wait to share what I love talking about, fun theme parks and thrills. Okay, we'll get to all that in a minute. Um, I'm sure it's been a very interesting year and a very interesting few years for Six Flags. Before we get to this year, kind of just talk about what the the past few years have been like. I know it's a, a painful subject and a difficult time and a, a time of, of real adjustment for the park, but but just kind of talk about uh, what's, what's brought us to this moment. Well, for us, I mean, naturally, the last two years have been tough on absolutely everyone, and our hearts go out to so, so many that were impacted for sure. Uh, for us at Six Flags New England, we were really lucky to take advantage of the time and really use it to rehab and improve our property. And that was really our focus at a time for when we couldn't do what we do best, and that's serving our guests. Uh, Naturally, I will say I missed our guests immensely. Many of us did. Being in a world-class theme park and not being able to open is is definitely unfortunate. But again, we took these past two years and really a year based on being able to operate last year and do everything from painting, rehab, gardening, landscaping, improving, and ensuring that our team took the time to do what we do best and that's make a better experience. And then this year, we announced coming off of that uh, time of doing the largest guest experience improvements. We spent more than over 20 years on guest experience. Uh, So we're very proud to be able to do that. And the list is long. I'm talking preceding shade, and I I could just go on and on of what we were able to do during that time. Mm -hmm. So the 2020 2020 season was obviously washed out. Uh, the 2021 season, you were able to open, obviously. What was that like? Uh, limited uh, capacity? or For us, we actually had a, a unique experience. We actually brought dinosaurs to our property, which is a way to make it a walkthrough and in compliance with the state. And then we naturally were able to open our attractions and, and have that summer. I will tell you, uh, the impact of being open for the community, Western Massachusetts, Aguam and beyond, was just amazing. The amount of guests that came up to us and thanked us for providing a safe, fun experience and a unique time uh, was really uh, amazing. We actually got letters. I got thank you cards from people uh, just saying Mm -hmm. how much folks really missed the property. And then once they came to our property, having that sense of 
fun memories and moments with their children uh, was pretty incredible. Um, just to speak to one that really uh, got to me was a mom who had a set of twins uh, about a year or two prior to the pandemic starting. And she sent a note that really reflected upon she was hoping to bring her set of twins to the property in 2020. And actually, that didn't transpire. And we were one of the first larger experiences for that family. Uh, I don't want to say post-pandemic, but when we could kind of normalize and have that experience at our property and just how much it meant uh, for that family to be able to have a carousel ride experience and really spend that time as a family. So I always try to remind folks too, as a theme park, we do so much more than just thrills. We really provide those memories and moments that will last that family a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So for those who haven't been to the park uh, in a while, and there, there are a lot of us in Western Massachusetts who, you know, grew up with the park and it was called Riverside, uh, haven't been, kind of walk us through uh, uh, the expansion of the park over the last several years and, and where the park is now in terms of uh, attractions and rides and uh, roller coasters that, that bring people in from all over. Absolutely. Well, the evolution of Six Flags New England is pretty amazing. And I'm even going to take folks, if they want to hear some history, going pre-Riverside Park. We actually started in the late 1800s called Dallas Pick Grove. And folks would sail along and uh, enjoy our property. And they would have games and music. And then, of course, we transitioned to Riverside. And within that last 20 years, uh, us now being the owner and operator of Six Flags New England, uh, we are so thrilled to be able to bring new attractions record-breaking attractions. And the Six Flags Entertainment Corporation is amazing at what we do in regards to building faster, bigger, more intense, and of course, family fun too. We have smaller rides as well. Um, but really, it's incredible when we have guests visit our park, and they may not have visited for the last 10, 15, 20 years. They are absolutely blown away, and not only by our attractions, but by our food offerings, by our retail expansions, by uh, how we've innovated our guest experience when it comes to arrival. And really, the Six Flags brand stands upon innovation, fun, thrills. And I'm beyond impressed. If you were to say to me, Jen, do you think 10 years ago you'd have your rides and have the ability to do mobile dining and, and expedite our guest experience when it comes to security? I would not think that would have been in the forefront. And here we are today. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, the podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. Uh, we're talking with uh, Jennifer McGrath. She is the communications manager at Six Flags New England. Uh, we're talking about uh, Six Flags and the tourism sector, uh, what has happened in 2020 and 2021. And that brings us up to 2022, uh, obviously a, a different year. You, you've been open. Uh, what has the experience been like? Uh, the crowds back to pre-pandemic levels? or I am thrilled to share that guests are eager and excited. I mean, uh, we kind of use the, the phrase of fun is back, and it really is true. And this summer, uh, folks are just happy to experience these moments and memories with their families. Uh, and for in regards to tourism sector, I mean, naturally, we pull from uh, Springfield, Western Mass, Hartford, Connecticut. We even go far above and beyond that. I mean, we pull guests from uh, Maine, upstate New York, even southern tip of New Haven, if not uh, Pennsylvania, Virginia. I mean, we are a destination when it comes to thrills. 
And just seeing families back, whether it's in their van or RVs or traveling to theme parks, uh, it's just an amazing sight to see. And I think now more than ever, that family time of being outside of the house is so essential and folks need and crave that experience. And we've seen that. And again, you know, it's an honor to be able to provide that uh, to Western Massachusetts and beyond. But we continue to get those things from our guests of the ability to be able to go to a safe place and, and ensuring that their uh, experience is fun with their families. It's just it's just amazing. The last several years have been so hard, but getting the thank yous and the ability to be out there for our guests is, is just huge. And they know that when they come to our property, and, and this is above and beyond uh, COVID-19 in regards to being safe, uh, but just what we do best every single day for them, it's it's amazing. Okay, well, it, it's been a, a challenging year for those in the tourism sector, not just because of COVID, but obviously there's a, a workforce challenge, workforce crisis, uh, whatever you want to call it. And I'm sure uh, it has reached the amusement park sector as well. You've got several hundred people uh, employed at the park. Uh, I worked at the park myself about 50 years ago. So I can, wow, maybe not 50, but 47, 48 years ago. So anyway, uh, what has it been like to, to staff up and, and, and keep the park running? Well, we're actually the region's largest seasonal employer, and that number is actually about 3,000 plus individuals that it takes to operate our property. Um, I almost consider, yeah, I almost consider ourselves a mini little city. Uh, we almost have everything internal that you may think of, whether it's our finance team or marketing or operations or, uh, you know, we have our EMTs. I mean, we really are that centralized location that has a position for everybody. We have been absolutely so lucky in regards to employing our seasonal staff as we have such an incredible return rate of folks, students, college, high school, young at heart, seniors that come back year after year. They love the job. It's a fun job. It's a flexible job for them when it comes to being able to uh, work with their retirement and family time or maybe their school or sports schedule. We are a little bit unique based on, on the volume of people we're able to hire. I was just talking to a gentleman last week who, who retired, and he, uh, he works two days with us in the week, and he has the rest to enjoy and does what he does. So we are very, very flexible. So on that end, our rides have been open. Our food stands have been open. Uh, we've been able to really provide the full experience our guests want when they come to Six Flags. And that's really attributed to a lot of those folks that have joined us year after year. When I say year after year, I'm talking 15, 20, 25 years of service with our company every summer. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. the, the phrase that we heard time and time again from people in many different business sectors was, was pent up demand uh, and that they would be so much of it when the pandemic finally did start to ease and that people could get back to doing what they were doing before. I imagine there's pent up demand in the amusement park world as well. People who could not go for a year or two, that family you mentioned earlier. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, what, what, has, what form has that taken? People well, coming I, from, uh, I always uh, kind of giggle with this question because Six Flags, you know, we do what we do best in regards to being busy all the time. People love thrills. They love fun. Uh, so pent up demand for us has been really mainly consistent because we provide thrills and fun every single year. I will say the energy of our guests, I think, is, is ex more exciting, if you will. I know it sounds crazy coming from a theme park industry, but they are just gracious and thankful and, and experiencing everything with their children and blown away by our cleanliness and safety standards. And 
I just think folks are energized to be out of the home. I think folks realize the power of the Six Flags brand uh, being localized in Agua, Massachusetts and Western Massachusetts. I don't think many people would think such a world-class brand would be right in their backyard. Uh, I think in recent, uh, whether it's based on uh, families being a little bit more cost conscious or not wanting to travel potentially on airplanes, they're taking advantage of having our property more localized in their backyard. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of that. Maybe some folks from Boston or New Haven or folks that may have traveled farther saying, let's go to Six Flags right here. It's 90 minutes away in either direction and let's have a blast. It's even closer from New Haven about an hour. Uh, so we are able to be able to provide that. And I think that I feel the energy folks are just mm -hmm. more excited, more uh, it's wanting to take everything in, spending longer time at our property uh, to really take every ride that they can. And it's infectious. I think our team members see it. I certainly see it uh, working throughout the property and it's a special time. And I feel so grateful that our guests uh, were patient with us in, in circumstances that, you know, we could not control naturally based on the 2020 season. And again, we got so many great feedback of you got to do what you got to do. We understand. And the loyalty that our, our past, uh, our season pass holders have had with us has been amazing during this kind of unique time. Well, so you're just going to bring up something I was going to talk about between the economy, COVID, gas prices, it would make sense that people would be staying closer to home as opposed to maybe getting on an airplane, uh, going to a different part of this country or to a different country altogether. And you're definitely seeing that phenomenon this year. I think so. I think uh, for I when I walk the park, I see so many people are like, it's our first time here. You know, we're from Boston. Or it's our first time here. We're from and they may say wherever. And I think we're seeing that. I think folks are remaining local. I think that it's a perfect spot. It's extremely accessible. I mean, our property being, whether you're in Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, I mean, right off 91, it's so easy to get to. It's so direct. Uh, I think folks are really seeing that and taking advantage of it and seeing the magnitude of what we are. And I've had those conversations with folks out of the Midway who are like, I haven't been here since a child. I did not realize what you guys have transformed this property into. I mean, naturally we need to stick up with the times in regards to being innovative, making guest experience entry faster. Mm -hmm. And once they come, they're like, oh my gosh, I got to tell all my friends, like I haven't been here since the eighties or nineties. And I, I think the picture of what they may have thought has totally evolved into this incredible, mega innovative, first-class world-class theme park. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned people who are coming for the first time or who haven't come in a while, uh, but you also get people who come back year after year after year after year, families who buy season tickets, people who come back. You know, the challenge in that regard is making park different uh, every year uh, and, and continually upgrading and improving. Kind of talk about that process of, of you know, providing a consistent experience, but one that changes from year to year so that the people that come back have something new to look forward to? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, when it comes to anything we do within our park, I, I always want to make, we look far ahead into the future. I mean, we are planning and evolving and changing uh, years ahead, if you will, as we try to maintain the best world-class theme park in, in New England and Western Massachusetts, for sure. When it comes to ever making a major change, like new rides or new experiences, we really listen to our guests. Our guests are able to go online 24-7, provide feedback. And then we also have an email program once they experience our park where they can provide direct information for our property. 
And we listen to that, whether the trends say more family rides, more thrill rides. Um, we take all of those uh, feedback very, very seriously when it comes to those changes. But naturally, we are a park that has been in operation. We're actually the second oldest operating theme park in the country. Uh, so we, we have a lot yeah, of right. Yeah, we have a lot of history within the uh, theme park industry, but also uh, being recognized the second oldest theme park, we want to make sure we maintain that integrity and experience. So it's really interesting when we repaint a carousel horse, you know, we actually look at photos from when it was first built and touch it up to make sure it's that integrity of the photo that mom and dad may have or grandma and grandpa may have when they were a child. And there's little things like that that we do that we never publicize. We don't really share with our guests. Now we are because you've asked we want to make sure that we keep that integrity and make it very, very special. And then when it comes to those changes, it needs to be first class, top class, and then also innovative in regards to being, are we using the latest in technology? What can we do to make things faster, quicker, more efficient? Are we able to look at, you know, our Six Flags sister parks and see what they're doing and how we can implement here? Uh, so there's a lot of that that we take into consideration. And we're so thrilled that in 2022, we have advanced uh, security process in regards to making our guests come into our property more quickly. We have mobile dining where guests can order their food out in the midways and then go get their order once it's ready. Uh, we have so many dynamic experiences now, and that's, of course, a tribute to technology in the world we're in today. Everyone has a mobile device, and we're able to take advantage of that. Um, we have a Six Flags app that's free for all of our guests. And it has an interactive map now. We don't even have paper maps. We wanted to go green and we didn't print paper maps. Uh, this is our first year in 2022. And they are able to have an interactive map experience on that app. And I just think every year it gets more and more in regards to technology and making it more personable for our guests. Okay. Uh, I've asked this question of a lot of people over the last couple of years. Uh, the pandemic was a challenge, but it also provided an opportunity to visit how we do things uh, and find different ways of doing things because we had to. You just mentioned a couple. Uh, are there other ways that you learned to to do things differently and serve customers better because of the pandemic and because you had to find new ways to do things? I definitely think, uh, as you mentioned, a variety of companies have learned throughout the process. I mean, I think it's, it's, as I mentioned, it's what can we use in regards to technology to making the experience better. Uh, we have QR codes throughout our property, and QR codes really allow a lot of uh, contact-free experiences versus the, uh, the old school, if you will, handing out pamphlets. Uh, that's something that we may have had to do. So now we have QR codes where guests can scan and electronically get that information. We also are seeing our guests, uh, you know, majority of our tickets, they're buying beforehand online. I mean, our online website is sensational. It has everything they need, uh, whether it's information on how to experience our park better, whether it's asking our, our guests, what do you want to experience and how we can make it better for you? We sell our products like cabanas and, and premium chair rentals online. So a lot of that now is expedited, contact-free, uh, mitigating that I have to speak to someone to get it or buy it. And beyond COVID, I, I think it just makes a faster, better experience for our guests. And I think allowing us to have that time to reflect really has provided us ways of capturing our guests' experiences online prior and then when they come to the park faster more efficient. Naturally, we have sanitizer throughout our park. And I think we always will now uh, going forward as it's just a nice benefit to have throughout our property. And we still see guests use it uh, very frequently. And I think that's something that we will adapt to indefinitely. 
And we, we're still learning and we're still being able to find ways to capture our guests and give them the best experience possible. Okay. One more. Do you get to ride the rides and, and what's your favorite? Oh my, this, now this is a Jen McGrath question. Oh my gosh. I may talk about okay. this for hours. Yes, I absolutely am able to ride the rides. I think my my nephews and niece think I don't work for a living and I just get to play all day. And it's kind of true. I do get to play all day. Wow, what's my favorite ride? Man, this is a tough one. I think it's going to have to be everyone's favorite. And that's Superman the Ride. And just to give folks who are listening, uh, if you haven't been on it, you have to. It's actually been ranked top coaster on the planet several times. And that's located right in Agua, Massachusetts. If you go to your local bookstore or library and find that book on roller coasters, you'll see top ranked several years, uh, Superman yes. the Ride. So this attraction plummets over 200 feet at 77 miles per hour. It is fun. It is amazing. And I love it. So I think that has to be the best one. But there's so many good ones. So it's hard to pick. Harley Quinn's Insanity is also excellent. It's a newer ride. So if you haven't been to our park in a few years, that will probably be my second favorite. Uh, it's again, really intense, but really unique. And, and there's just a few of them. And that's what's so cool about our property is you're going to experience things you'll never experience anywhere else. Okay. Well, good for you. I'll have to try that out, Superman. George, we ride. need to get okay. you to come right, to the okay. park. We'll, we'll get you on some rides. Okay. They don't have to be a tree. It could be whatever you want. And then, uh, and then we'll meet again and talk about our day at Six Flags. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much for being with us. We really appreciate it. We'll have to have you on again. Uh, maybe talk about uh, all you have going on at, at Halloween. I know that's a great time of year. For I you. love it. So, and I would be glad to talk about it because we are okay. New England's largest Halloween event and folks come from all over uh, the East, Northeast to experience it. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Okay. And thank you to all of you for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. I'll see you next time.